Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sekoler and the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you until the top of the hour. Hope you are having a great Sunday, everybody. With us, some great people. We've got Randy Rocky, Swan Financial. You can reach him at 645-0736. Also, another great guy, Chuck Crosby. He's the owner of the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. And son Greg is off today. Gentlemen, welcome. Good to have you on board. Good to be here. Good to have you, as I said. Good All to right. be here, Bob. There you go. All right. So we've got some news, sure. and we'll move on to questions. We're in our COVID show format, which means we are taking your emails and using those as questions on the air. But before we get to those, mortgage delinquencies are at the lowest level since the pandemic. That's great news, especially for people who are in Randy's uh, field of work. Homeowners are keeping up with their mortgage payments or arranging for loan modifications with the service providers. But housing analysts say that while the real estate market still faces pandemic-related fears about a wave of delinquencies, higher home prices are helping to alleviate some of those concerns. Also, will these higher values mean higher taxes? In fact, we talked about this last week. As home values rise, some homeowners may want to brace themselves for a potentially shocking property tax bill. Housing experts are warning the magnitude and timing will vary, but property taxes are expected to rise by hundreds, if not thousands of dollars in many areas and in states anywhere from California to Texas and everywhere about Jefferson County property tax increases. You may remember from last week and maybe from getting it in the mail, a tax increase. And a number of homeowners are furious about those increases. Those tax bills went out after the deadline to appeal your property tax value assessment. So had passed. So there are a lot of a lot of people who are angry. You can call Jefferson County Property Value Administration for answers to your questions at 502 574 And finally, labor shortage is hampering home building. We're continuing to track this. A shortage of skilled construction workers is the major culprit behind weakened housing supply of new homes and housing affordability in the new home market, according to a new report by Home Builders Institute. So there you go. Some of the news that's making the headlines in the real estate industry over the past week. All right. We move on now to questions that we're getting off the uh, email. Chuck, we'll start with you. This one starts with uh, Tommy, he was with his realtor looking at homes last week, heading down into a basement when he tripped and fell, uh, injuring his foot. He says uh, he and his realtor looked at the stairs. One of them had a trip hazard. I don't know what it was. Tommy wants to get an attorney, but also wants to know before he spends money on an attorney. Oh, you can always call one of those ones that advertise, right? I know. Uh, Pretty much any personal injury attorney will do it for uh uh, for free, for free. Does does he have any legal you. recourse? I guess is what he's wondering. Well, you know, I can't really speak to the specifics of it. Sure. Okay. Um, there's always an issue as to whether you're uh, allowed onto the property or whether it's something that's open to the general public. Uh, and you're going to get into a bit of a fuss over that. Like if you're a store and you go in and you slip and fall, sure you can sue them. But here we've got uh, more of someone that's being allowed in not uh, something to the general public, except you're dealing with a home sale uh, and you're trying to get the people in. So I see it as kind of a hybrid. So if there was uh, some sort of problem that the homeowner knew or should have known of, uh, you know, they might 
they might want to keep an attorney uh, on their speed dial themselves uh, because I will guarantee there will be at least one attorney in town who would be more than happy to take that phone call. Good. And that's a warning for all sellers to make sure there yes. are no trip hazards as well. And agents to keep an eye out for your clients to make sure they don't run into something like that. All right, Chuck, we move on now back over to Randy. Amanda is writing in that they want to put their home on the market and they live in a rental house while building a new house. So Amanda's wondering, how does the pre-approval letter work when she has to wait to close on her new house? So she, she's got a rental, she's going to uh, build a house, um, but yet at the same time, how does the pre-approval showing the builder that she's qualified work for her? Well, it, it, what we do is if, if the house is going to take six months, obviously, uh, well, what happens is after 120 days, uh, credit has to be repulled again, but we do it on the best practices saying, okay, with in today's market and where she's at on their credit score, where they're at, then, then they'll be approved. Uh, but we will have to repull credit again. If they can mm-hmm. close with inside 120 days of the credit pool, then there's not, we don't even have to go through the, uh, pulling the credit again and rerunning the, uh, uh, to see if they're approved or not. Got it. Okay. And is there something such as a construction loan, which would allow them to get the loan started early and then have to worry about getting credit reapproved, uh, reapproved again? Well, they, they have a construction of perm scenario, but they still have to repool credit uh, at the end. And for the most part, most of the time, the builder takes on the construction loan. Uh, and then we do the permanent financing uh, is how that works. Got it. If you want to sign up for our new newsletter, it's got great tips in it. Go to wherelsellinglouisville.com, and that's W-E-R-E, sellinglouisville.com, all one word, and sign up there. You'll get the newsletter. It's kind of cool. All right. Staying on a rental theme, this is for you, Chuck. Oh, boy. Candace has been renting her apartment for the past three years, and she also has four cats that have been less than neat about using the litter box. So she is wondering what legal action does she face from the landlord when she moves out? Hmm. I think we know what we're talking about here. Well, yeah, I'm thinking any security deposit is going to be forfeit. Um, that much is uh, is pretty well guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not the landlord will come after her or not is another question. You know, there's always cost effective uh, uh, weighing going on in that case. But if she's damaged the property and he can prove it, uh, she has to repair it. Interesting. And she'll yeah. get sued for, for she could. I mean, yeah. the, it, it depends on how much the deposit is. OK, landlords yeah, right, will yeah. assume a certain amount of, of damage. So yeah. the practicality of it is yeah, I wouldn't think so necessarily, because yeah. after four years, someone's going to have to go in and replace all the carpet anyhow. Yeah. Uh, now, if you're damaged beyond that, uh, that might be a whole other issue. And then they might try and go for the whole shebang. But uh, no, her deposit will definitely be used because uh, you know what cats do. And, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. So but whether I, or not I love they them. will is yeah. a whole other issue. I love kitties, but there is that problem that we got to <laughs> yeah. deal with. with kitties. Yeah. All right. Uh, Randy, Steve has a mobile home that has an addition on it as well. And when he goes to sell, he's wondering if he faces any problems with a mortgage lender loaning money on it. Now, this is a really sticky question because mobile homes, there's some specific items that a lender will look for 
Do you know those those in, those pieces of information? Yes, you have to have an engineering stamp. They have to be stamped. Uh, you uh, you have to have the septic looked at um, uh, to make sure it has to be tested. Um, it's it's about a counting the appraisal. It's about a two thousand dollar process to get into mobile home. Uh, mobile homes are very difficult to finance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with an addition on them, that, that I, I, I don't know if that makes it even worse or better. They're very, very tough to do. So to answer that question, it, it depends on um, – I, I, I think that just, just, it's going to be tough to finance it, um, period. So I would look more for a cash buyer, but if you can't get a cash buyer, then you can go through the process and see if you can get it closed. Got it. And I guess there are specific lenders that actually work with mobile homes more than other lenders as well, correct? They they, they do, but it's it's still modulars are a lot easier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mobiles, especially single-wides, get into a, a whole other can of worms. It's, it's just not a big Fannie and Freddie product uh, uh, because of the foreclosure ratios and things of that nature, and they're very uh, – they're very stringent on underwriting on mobile homes. Yeah, and I've always been told if, or, yeah. if the mobile homes on wheels, you got a real problem. If it's tied down to cinder blocks, it gives you a better shot at being able to get. It gives you a better shot. That's you're correct. talking about a loan. Uh, yeah, you've correct. got title issues when whether they're strapped down or not. Oh, that's true. I mean, get, Absolutely. Yeah, uh, it yes. is personal property. It is not real estate. Uh, so if yeah. you write a deed, if I've got a mobile home on my piece of ground and I write you a deed, all I'm really giving you a deed to is a piece of ground that may or may not have something on it. Well, if that something on it is a mobile home, I, there's title work that has to be transferred. You transfer it like a car. Uh, the way around that, of course, is to get it, uh, get an affidavit of conversion. You, know, you can get the uh, uh, mobile home turned into real estate simply mm-hmm. by turning in the title, uh, which means it has to be free and clear, which isn't always an easy thing to, to show, uh, and then uh, surrender the title and make an affidavit of conversion. Then it's part of the ground. Uh, down by the lake, uh, there's all kinds of mobile homes. People have built big brick structures all around it. it you couldn't tell it was a yeah. mobile home, but the basic right. portion of it is mobile home. It's still personal property. Uh, and you you find that they've been there so long that you don't know who actually owns the mobile home. Mm-hmm. So right. that's where it really gets <laughs> Gotcha. Let's move on before the break. Uh, and later on, by the way, Chuck, we've got a question that will, I'm sure, right up your alley of being able to come up with an answer on. But first, Randy Debbie is in the process of buying a home, put a deposit down on new furniture. Agent found out about the deposit, worried it could hurt her credit rating. And that could make her deal fall apart. Thoughts on that? So I'm sorry. Could you repeat that again? I, I, so deposit on new furniture. Will it hurt her credit rating if it's found out she didn't buy it? It's not on her credit card. It's just a deposit on furniture. Oh, no, furniture no, store. not at all. That's why, that's why I wanted to make sure it was yeah. clarification. No, yeah. if there's a deposit, then, um, uh, then there's not actually any debt uh, in, in that scenario. And they, uh, no, there will not be any issues. Got it. Good news. That's good because the deposit, not a problem. Purchasing it on your credit card, problem. Got it. If you'd like yeah. to see yeah. our reviews about our buyers and sellers and what they say about us, go to uh, LouisvilleZillow.com or LouisvilleGoogle.com. We're going to take a break when we come back. More of your questions and a couple of interesting tidbits. Uh by the way, you can always reach me, Bob Sekoler, on my cell phone at 376-5483. We're looking for homes to sell and for 
anybody who's looking to buy a home, we've got 11 buyer agents that can help you. Also with us, we've got Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 645-0736, and Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Need a smart, innovative agent? Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. You know choosing the right agent is important, so you'll want to review their performance before hiring them. I love agents that invest their own money into smart marketing, which gets you more qualified buyers and more money for your home. Bottom line, you have to trust them. In Louisville, you can trust Bob and Greg Sokola. Like me, Bob and Greg understand cutting-edge marketing. Google Bob and Greg Sokola, and you won't go wrong. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sekolder, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you until the top of the hour. Thank you, Barbara Corcoran. Greg and I appreciate your confidence, your endorsement. Uh, you can see Barbara on Shark Tank and a variety of other TV shows. Uh, she's a great lady. In fact, I'm going to go see her in a couple of weeks up in New York. Uh, and can Greg join with me? Oh, he's off this morning. Also here with us, we've got Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices. You can reach Chuck and his group at 499-6360. And Randy Rocky from Swan Financial, who does a great job getting mortgages together, get you closed, uh, and get you to Chuck's office. You can reach Chuck at his number. You can reach Randy at 645-0736. All right. So one of the things that's of interest, if you're thinking of remodeling your home, we've got some improvements items to help maximize the value of your home. And here's the problem. Nothing you do is actually going to improve the value more than just keeping everything in good condition. What's happening is the cost to improve the home is so expensive that even if you spend $10,000 to make improvements, you may only get back 
$6,000 when you sell it. There is a cost versus value report that's published every year. In fact, this is the 34th one that I'm looking at. And if you want to send me an email, by the way, I'm more than happy to send you a copy of this, Bob, at WeSellLouisville.com. Put uh, cost versus value report, and I'll send it out to you. But what it basically does, I'm opening it up here just so you, you can hear it in the background. So it basically gives you a rundown. Manufactured stone veneer. If let's say you purchased a stone veneer for your house, that let's say the job cost you $10,000, you'd only get back 92% on that. And that's the most expensive return, the most return you'll get on your dollar. Other items like siding replacement, you'll get 69% of the cost back. So a $10,000 job, you'll get $6,900. And it gets worse from there. So the thing, for example, a bathroom addition, if you spent, uh, and this is kind of high, but okay, $56,000 on a bathroom addition, you'd only get 53% back when you went to sell the home. So my concerns for everybody, before you do any improvements to you, your home, please do a little research and find out what your return is. Because if you're staying in the home three, five, 10 more years or more, great, you'll enjoy that. But if you're looking to do it just to get returns back, when you sell, you know, you're going you're gonna to be in trouble with that. And just FYI, this does not take into account anybody who's able to get really good deep discounts on maintenance, repairs, things like that, that could reduce the value and improve your return. All right, let's go back to it's, these it's, questions. It's, it's yeah. pretty incredible. I'm doing a yeah. big remodel in oh, that's right. right now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely unbelievable if you wait a week how much some of the pricing can go up. It, it's, it's astronomical. It really is wild right And now. the return but goes down, anyway. so it's unfortunate, yeah. Yes, all right, so let's move on here. And so Chuck, Andy's got a real problem here. He and his wife just moved into a condo in downtown Louisville. I, I realize we've got uh, families listening to us. They have a problem with the condo owners in the unit that backs up to theirs. At night, constantly hearing banging. The couple is embarrassed to say anything. Uh, if they leave an anonymous note going to the next door neighbor, it's going to be pretty evident who wrote it. They've heard you speak very eloquently in the past. They don't think that bringing over a pie or cookies is, is going to do any good. Yeah. yeah. So they wonder, Chuck, do you have any suggestions that could help them through this nightmare? You go to the HOA. That's the only thing you can do at this point. Um, if they're being too loud, yeah. go to the HOA and say, hey, they're you know, they're violating uh, whatever restrictions uh, for that locale. And it, it tends to work. Uh, there's some HOAs where they don't do anything, of course. Uh, but most HOAs and their managers would, would uh, at least send a notice saying, hey, you're being too loud past certain hours. Uh, kind of quiet it down. Yeah, I, I, they're still going to know. Yeah, they're going on. Yeah. The only thing I was racking my brain when I read this email and I'm thinking and I, I just feel for these folks who are in this predicament. And my only other thought would be if you got permission or it cost you money, you take the drywall down on your side and you put up insulation, oh, well, sound deadening insulation. I mean, it's going to cost you money and it may not, get, yeah. you know, it might not do anything, but I'm just trying to think out of the box. What will help you to do? something to reduce that problem so yeah um I, uh, I don't know that there's a way to yeah. do that anonymously yes uh and yeah. and putting up soundproof wall uh that's kind of expensive i think um you know i i think the hoa is probably the more economical uh way to handle it uh because yeah. then if they come back and they start uh um you know upping the noise out of revenge or whatever well then you've got more issue that you can take to the hoa and at some point they should act 
but that's how it works in a perfect world. Yep. And I get it. we know. Yeah. Moving on. Randy, Steve is planning on buying a home in the next six months and has a pre-approval mm-hmm. letter from a lender he trusts, but it was written back in September of this year. He's wondering how uh-huh. long is that pre-approval good for? It's, it's good from uh, 120 days from when you pull credit. So uh, obviously if he's, uh, let's see, it was in September and he's going to buy when? When are you looking to buy? Next six months, he says. Uh, well, it just depends on if uh, if he closes by January, you know, mid to end of January. Is it closing? Outside of is it, Randy, is it closing within the 120 days or, or is That's it? That's right. Oh, okay. All right. So it's good for the closing up to 120 days there. That makes sense. That's right. All right. Moving on. Bill is uh, writing that he's going through a divorce, Chuck, and he plans on keeping the house. He's wondering, what does he need to do to get his soon-to-be ex-wife's name off the deed? And what other items should he be concerned about after the divorce? Apparently, they've got a no-fault divorce going, so they don't have an attorney involved. Okay. Well, all divorces in Kentucky are no fault, um, attorney or no, uh, but they're doing the do it yourself. Uh, the quick answer is get an attorney, uh, the do it yourself. You know, it's not that easy. Uh, and if there's no, nothing being contested, you can, the prices aren't that bad. Um, as long as there's no kids involved and you know, nobody's putting up a fight, but the question is if she's on the deed, did he borrow money to buy the property? Mm-hmm. Um, and if, uh, he, uh, borrowed money to buy the property, chances are she's on the note just because she's on the mortgage doesn't make any difference. Uh, mortgage just says, Hey, if you don't make the payments, we can take the house. Uh, the note is a promise to pay. So if, if, uh, she were on the note, having promised to pay for the house, if it were me, I wouldn't go off the deed, uh, mainly because I'm still obligated to pay for it. Yeah. Right. Uh, so that's that's the big thing to think about. If she is on the note, refinance it. Uh, and, you know, that way she can come off the deed and, and off the note as well. Uh, if she's not on the note, uh, well, go right ahead. Uh, but she's got to be uh, willing. Uh, you can't just tell her she has to. Yeah. And uh, it's called a quit claim deed, right? Yeah, Taking it out of her deed. name into your name. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Easily done. Takes about 20 minutes. Costs on like. Uh, not supposed to say numbers, I guess. You can. Uh, but, no, uh, you can say uh, just general. Yeah. Generally, it costs about 150 bucks uh, to to write it and 50 bucks to record it. Got it. So, okay, that's what you're looking at. And uh, Chuck won't say this, but he does this all the time and, and many ah, other things as well. So, and we'll give you the number out in just a couple of moments here towards the end of the show. Uh, Randy, Sammy says, "I'm closing on my first term next week, and I'm hearing about the term fee simple." Oh, what does that mean? And maybe it means you own the property. Yeah. yeah, it means you own the property as much as you can. Um, the idea is my name's on the deed. I own my interest in me. There's no extra interests out there. There's no life estates. There's nothing. I don't share. Uh, I don't have joint ownership with rights of survivorship. That kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, it's a frequently misused word. Um, everybody thinks that when a husband and a wife go on a deed in joint survivorship, they have fee simple. They do not. Uh, if it's in joint survivorship, it is a life estate until one of the parties pass, 
then it becomes fee simple in the survivor of them. Um, but there's there's lots of different types of tenancies. You you know, if you had, uh, let's say you and I went in on a, on a farm or a nice hunting lodge, like it looks Randy's at, um, and we owned it together, uh, we could own it uh, as tenants in common. That is to say, I own my part in fee simple, you own your part in fee simple, I die, you don't get mine, my kids get mine. So, okay. By the way, if you want to see, we're both Chuck and I have been watching Randy in a very relaxing atmosphere out in the woods somewhere. If you'd like to see this, you could actually watch our show on a rebroadcast. If you go to the following email or actually website address, Louisville. Oh, that's Answers. A part. <laughs> Look at that. Look at those. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's Steve Hill. The reason I did that, uh, yeah. uh, Bob, is Amy Hill, who's one of your realtors. Steve yeah. found this for me. Oh, that's great. So, uh, Good uh, for you. Yeah. Uh, Lou, it's like a Disney tram. It is Disney tram. <laughs> LouisvilleAnswers.com to see what he's talking about. LouisvilleAnswers.com. It's a redirect. This question is for you, Randy. Tracy applied for a mortgage for her first house, and she keeps getting questions from her loan officer. Why are there so many questions? And Tracy asks, why does it take so long to get pre-approved? Well, it, it, it depends on the situation. It, obviously, the, the loan officer is being thorough. And just making sure she can be pre-approved. So kudos to the loan officer because she just don't want to be in a situation where she does get, uh, you know, uh, has a contract on a house and she can't close. So uh, in defense to loan officers, sincerely, they don't want to have to uh, ask for more information and all the above. They just want to make sure they do their due diligence so the um, uh, the, the client it gets a great experience when they do find a home. So, uh, oh, and one, one more thing. Just to let you guys know, the feds are talking about now, because housing is going so much up, mm-hmm. uh, to having a 50-year mortgage. Uh, it's, it's, wow. it's really getting talked about. And I thought that would be interesting to tell you all. The, you know, it's 50 to new 30. Uh, I'm in the 50, so I'd love it to be the new 30s. But, uh, uh, but no, all kidding aside, uh, uh, I thought you'd find that. It's so true, 50-year mortgage. So. Would that reduce wow. payments yes. dramatically, Randy? Oh, because you're still paying interest. Yes, yes. Uh, 40 did not as much because they tried that route. Uh, 50 yeah. would, uh, would reduce it quite a bit, which would help their debt-to-income ratio a lot to get them qualified because it's just getting a, a lot more uh, difficult uh, in certain situations for first-time homebuyers. So yeah. a 50-year mortgage would really help them tremendously. There's a lot to talk about. So just get us some examples down the road for the next couple of shows next time we join you. Sure. when you get a chance. Absolutely. All right. Final question, Chuck. This is for you. Corey, who admits changing his name because of what you're about to hear, writes that he's selling his home early next year and got a copy of the disclosure in advance, which asks about the production of methamphetamines and other drug items. Mm-hmm. Right. Corey yeah. says that he may have used some non-legal items in the house and he's a bit worried if he answers the disclosure honestly, could it get him into legal trouble? I don't know that that disclosure asks if he has engaged in illegal activity on the premises. Hmm. Uh, it merely asks if illegal activities have occurred on the premises, whether it was during his time uh, or before his time. You know, that's that's uh, up to them. But uh, to say that that might be a case, uh, if he doesn't disclose it, he's liable in civil court. If he does disclose it, um, I have never heard of the police looking at those kind of things and going after it. 
I think I could conceive of a situation if the person buying it is a, a big time uh, narcotics cop, uh, yeah. he might dig into it, but uh, you got to disclose it. I mean, I hear you. I, I know I love about this show is that there's always something new coming our way in all the yeah. years we've been doing this radio show. This is the first time that we've ever received this question. And that's yeah. crazy. I, I, I would not answer that with, I personally uh, engaged in the production and sale of methamphetamines. Yeah, you're aware of it, that it may have happened. I'm aware occurred. that it might yeah. have happened. Wow. All right. Oh, yeah. uh, hopefully left. You might want to have a test. We, um, we want to leave you with a smile on your face. I think we did, hopefully, for most of our folks here. We want to thank again the mellifluous tones of Chuck Crosby. Uh, the Crosby yeah, Law Offices. Really you like that? Very well uh, said. Four nine nine six three six zero. He's a great guy. Does great closings. Just enjoyable. Uh, I saw him a couple of weeks ago. Just had a great time at his closing, and uh, just a, a super nice guy. He does not only closings, but things that other types of things, wills, uh, evictions, things like that. And if he says if he doesn't do it, he knows who can do it for you. So he's a good guy. Four nine nine six three six zero. Also, Randy Rocky, another great guy who deserves a couple of hours off because. It looks like he's having some good times now in his golf cart and other things there. He's with Swan Financial. They do a phenomenal job. You should hear the kudos from my agents talking about Swan Financial and how great they are getting loans closed and going above and beyond for the average person. Uh, Rennie and his people are great people. And you can reach Randy at 645-0736. Thank you, both guys. If you want to get a hold of Thank me, you, you are welcome. We are constantly looking for homes to list and sell and if you are thinking maybe in next year you want to sell do not hesitate to call me i'll come out we'll just get a meeting together talk about what may or may not need to be done maybe it saves you time and money and you get on the market sooner or later but you'll get the answers you want i promise you that you can reach me on my cell phone day or night even weekends as well three seven six five four eight three we are out of time we'll see you next sunday right here 8 30 a.m on news radio 840 whas